Hello you guys, welcome to the show, Ebony Speaks, and I'm here with a special guest, Miss Beth Aiken. Hello. <laughs> and she's going to talk to um, talk to you guys today about doulas. That sounds like a very, very interesting word. Um, so she, yeah, she's going to talk to us today about doulas and the importance of them. First of all, tell us exactly what a doula is. So, um, and I know a lot of people out there don't know exactly what a doula is, so she's going to talk to us about that. Um, tell us the benefits about it, um, give us a little background about it, and we're just going to have fun and um, send in, send your questions. We're going to be able to answer some questions throughout the show, so just send us some questions. And um, everybody just relax. Don't relax if you're driving. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't relax too, too much. I you hope know. They have a prop. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. Yeah, I hope, I hope it's in a dashboard, propped up, and you know, hands, hands still on the wheel. So, um, but <clears throat> everybody just kind of just, just relax and just we're gonna have a good show. We're gonna have an interesting show, and actually, I'm very, 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 very eager to learn more and more about uh, doulas. No, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you don't even know. I've been thinking about it, like. Ever, ever since I asked you to be on the show, mm -hmm. and I've just been like, like I said, I've been going and researching myself yes. on it because I was like, I had never even heard of one. I now, I have heard of the term midwife, mm -hmm. but I found out that there's a difference. Right, right. <laughs> a lot of times that's the, the case. You think, you know, midwife doula, that's the same thing. Uh -huh. There's just, there's not a whole lot of awareness. Yeah, it's it is not. Yeah. It is not. You do have to search mm -hmm. and uh, find out about it. But that's why you're here today, so you can bring awareness and attention to doulas. Because in my research that I have found out, doulas are very, very important, <laughs> and doulas actually help you relieve a lot of stress. Takes a lot of stress off you. Yes. Doulas. Um, I don't want to take a lot from you're you. You're doing but great. Doulas. Um, <laughs> no, they. It's just amazing. Like I was telling, I was telling um, Yvette that if I could have more children, I would want to <laughs> have more children and have a doula this time around, just because of all the information and stuff that I found out about. So I was like to start my show off with a couple of questions, little icebreaker questions, all right? Little, little free freedom questions. Great. So um, question number one: mm -hmm. If now, some of these questions, they might just kind of be crazy, so don't side on me. Okay. No. <laughs> I have to remember that we're on camera, so I have to just, like, keep it straight. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, if you were ice cream, what flavor would you be? Oh, butter pecan. Oh, she already knew. Bluebell. Bluebell. Even though people are licking the ice cream, I don't know. Oh, it have to be better. Yeah, just get one from the very back. It's okay. Oh, so you've probably been asked that before. No. Or is that just your favorite? That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> was, hold on, was that your favorite while pregnant? Or oh, yeah. Well, it's always been my favorite, but yeah. it was definitely my favorite while pregnant. <laughs> okay, all right. Awesome. Um, what is your favorite color? Mm, turquoise. I like all colors, but I think my favorite is turquoise. Oh, wow. It reminds me of the ocean, like turquoise <laughs> waters. You yeah. know, we don't have any beaches in Dallas. No, we don't. I feel like that's the most lacking thing in our city. It's such a great city. If we had an ocean, we'd be like extraordinary. <laughs> Let's just make us an ocean one day. Yeah. You know, this, this, I need to talk to mayor. Let's stuff. talk. We need talk to, get to us somebody ocean. bring us the beach. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Turquoise is a good color. It's just it's like a relaxing it's color. Calming. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, what is your favorite um, midnight snack? Mm, I don't know. 
some French fries. I, my my Wait, husband, <laughs> my husband <laughs> had wine and like late night snacking. Like I don't feel like I ever late night snacked as much until we got together. And like, he'll be like, don't you feel like some French fries right now? I'm like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you go out to get them or y'all? Have them I don't know. Cook? He goes out to get them. He <laughs> takes care of all the late night munchies. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you want some? Uh huh. Yeah. As long as you're getting it. Uh huh. I yeah. used to try to say no, no, I don't want anything. You know, in the beginning, because I was trying to keep my girl in sugar. Yeah. yeah. And eventually, you know, he brought me over. And my mom too. We just <laughs> French fries, <laughs> apple pies from McDonald's. Oh, Popeyes apple fries are apple pies are actually better than McDonald's apple yeah. pies, oh but they're not open late. See, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't go to <laughs> You gotta plan ahead. They're not open late. You gotta so plan ahead. Yeah, we can't, can't do that one. <laughs> oh my goodness. I didn't hear it all. Fries. Fries and, and apple, apple pies. pies. <laughs> fries and apple pies. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm trying to see, did I ever have like a I didn't have a midnight snack, but when I was pregnant mm. uh, with my last kid, I always had to have popsicles. Okay. And I guess because I I I, I don't even know why I it's, it was it was relaxing. Yeah. Like I would buy the popsicles like the ones that's liquid first. Okay. And you <laughs> pour you to the way back. Yeah, real popsicles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like. I would like we would have like the freezer full of them because I would eat so many throughout the day. I ate boiled and eggs. Boiled eggs. I ate boiled eggs. That was my late night snack when I was pregnant with Ellis. I don't know. I wanted boiled eggs. What did you have? Hot sauce on it? No, thankfully. Just salt and pepper. You got all kind of heartburn going on. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boiled eggs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. I bet your husband was like, mm mm. You know, you had more tonight. Mm, mm -hmm. He ate a few, but then after that, I don't, I don't remember what his snack was. Popcorn, maybe. We tried to like, let's tone it down. Let's not eat only French fries. We need a variety. <laughs> we need a healthy variety. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm a baby. I'm overweight because I got a baby in me. Right. What's <laughs> the baby's out? You're like, what's the excuse yeah. now? Uh, ten years in a row, I still got baby right. weight on me. Right. Eighteen. <laughs> <One> time. <laughs> And women, you know we do it. We do it. I mean, we all we blame the baby for everything, which our bodies do go through a oh, lot. The changes. Yes, the changes are ridiculous. The changes are things that you wouldn't even thought of. More than just rocking the baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, more than just putting that baby on their breast. Because <laughs> their breasts go through a change, too. Amen. <laughs> yeah, more than just patting that baby, you know, burping that baby. No. A woman's a body goes through so much. But if you're going through that, then you know I am a health coach. I do offer services. There you go. So, ebonyspeaks.com. I do offer those services. <laughs> Get that body back right. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right then. So, so, go ahead and explain to us what actually is a doula. Well, a doula is not a midwife. <laughs> um, there's, there is a... A big, big difference. Um, but mostly, a uh, doula is not a medical professional. Okay. We don't provide any medical services, even though you can think like your mental health mm -hmm. needs medicine. Uh -huh. <laughs> but we're not doing we're not doing anything medical. Um, so a doula is going to be there to make sure that the mom feels supported, awesome. that she feels loved, uh -huh. that she feels cared for. Um, you know, maybe in a two word would be a birth coach. Okay. Um, so you, throughout the pregnancy, you know, for me, I was like an emotional wreck. Mm -hmm. 
you know, like I was upset about any and everything. Why didn't you put the trash bag in there, mm-hmm. you know, the way it's supposed to go in there? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. because of that, I am now like, I'm torn apart. <laughs> yeah, why is the tissue roll going on why is it going? And, and doing these under. things because you know I have such a hard time because mm-hmm. I'm so fat, because I'm so comfortable. <laughs> you know, everything is like, right? So, you know, a doula is really there to help the mother emotionally, okay. remind her that her partner loves her, <laughs> remind her that, you know, there may be some ways that she can kind of calm her emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, a doula is going to be there during birth okay, and labor and delivery um, with comfort measures. Awesome. Um, if you're whether you're birthing naturally or you're birthing with medication, mm-hmm. you know, a doula can help you, you know, with those things. Uh, a doula is going to, as a doula, I require my clients to do childbirth education, awesome, um, so that they can learn about all the things that their body is going through, that's going to happen when they're in labor, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to happen when they're delivering, and then once they know, you know, all of those things, and I'm there to remind them, you know, like. Remember in childbirth class you mm-hmm. learned about, you know, and induction. Is, and it, so at this time, how do you feel? What are the risks? Cool. What are the benefits? What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And no matter what it is you want to do, if mm-hmm. you say, Yvette, I want the epidural and I want the induction and that's how I want it, then my job is to say, this is what my client wants. Mm-hmm. She wants the epidural, she wants the induction at 39 and a half mm-hmm. weeks, and we're gonna go in the hospital when they give her whatever medication she has to take. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna you know, help her with moving around in her labor, and reposition her in the bed, and you know, get her in an optimal position so that oh, she's wow. ready to push. Oh, um, wow. So you're the voice. I'm, I'm the voice between. I'm the reminder that she has a voice. Okay, okay. I'm like never that. gonna speak for her. Okay. But I am going to say, Ebony, remember what you told me. Okay. You remember what we talked yeah. about? How, how are you feeling? Um, I think the biggest thing is, how does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. You know, and reminding mom mm-hmm. that she can say no. Mm-hmm. You know, that she does have a choice. Um, and then, th- sometimes we just have this power inside. <laughs> and we don't even know it. Yeah. But somebody looking at us saying, you are so powerful. Mm-hmm. You can do this. You're like, I am? Maybe I am. I don't know. I don't believe I am, but she sure does. Uh-huh. And since she believe I am, I'm going to go ahead and go with it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of, you know, how it was even for me in my delivery. Mm-hmm. My doula was Royal Lemire. I hope she's watching. <laughs> and she was amazing. And she was like, you are so strong. And you are so powerful. And I was like, who is she looking at? <laughs> How does she believe this? But because she believed in me and Mm -hmm. she supported me and she was like, this is what you said you wanted to do and I'm going to help you get this done. I was like, yeah, I can do it. Women, don't that make you want to just go ahead and get pregnant? Like, get, get pregnant. Like, start on it tonight. Don't get husbands by the flowers. <laughs> yes, men. Don't that just make you, man? It helps you with the stress as well. It helps as go. And that's about the husband's husband. role. Yes. Yeah. And so really, it's like you know the support person. It's I've heard it termed as like the safety net. Okay. You know, childbirth is scary for husbands. You know, I've even though they is. have a tough shell yes. and they may not they all express uh-huh. you know, generally speaking, the birthing partner is very, whether it's a husband or a same-sex couple, whomever uh-huh. it is, the birthing partner is worried mm-hmm. about 
the mom? Yes. Is she going to be healthy? Mm -hmm. Is this going the way it's supposed to? Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a doula, I'm there to be like the pillar of normal. Okay. Okay. So when she's like, Then he can look at me and be like, okay, she's calm. Like, she is not losing it. Mm -hmm. So, are we good? And I say, yeah, no, we're fine. Everything's yeah. fine. She's not going to kill anybody. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Okay. You know, my job is to make sure that the, the partner and the birthing person are the closest. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. and when you're going through labor, oxytocin is the mm -hmm. hormone that you want flowing. It's you the do. good flowing yes. hormone. It's, it is present in laughter and orgasms. Yes. This is the happy juice. <laughs> so yes. I am I not orgasm juice. Yes. yes. <laughs> I am not the one usually that is going to get oxytocin flowing for mom. No. But I know the birthing partner mm -hmm. usually can. And mm -hmm. so, you know, saying, hey, you know, why don't you go try the hip squeezes that we talked about and learned during our prenatal sessions? Or why don't you awesome. rub her back? Or, yeah. You know, because he's looking like, there's nothing I can do. Mm -hmm. What can I do? Is she okay? And, you know, I'm really there to support him. Or in the C-section. And yeah, and I'm glad you said that, mm -hmm. um, like with the father going and rubbing. Because in some situations, um, without like how you were saying you advise them to go to birthing classes yes and get educated yes. because a lot of people you know women uh, whenever we are given birth we don't want anyone to touch us right and you have but, to establish that you know uh -huh. there are and there are other ways you know, maybe water mm -hmm. uh, you yeah. know I was in the tub for the majority of my labor and mm -hmm. the water has some kind of magical healing power <laughs> that the contractions start and you start pouring that water and it's like oh uh -huh. wow I mean <laughs> Maybe that's why I liked her voice too. <laughs> but, um, you know, going to that childbirthing class and learning, there's so many different mm -hmm. types, you know, of birthing uh, options. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe Position. you want hypnobirthing, mm -hmm. you know, where they kind of do some hypnosis and self-hypnosis. Oh and my talk goodness, to that is available? Kinda, that is available. That I don't teach thing? that class, but that is a thing. Oh, you know, wow. Like a lot of calming and... You know, or you learn the affirmations in birth class okay. so that then your birthing partner can say whatever affirmation was strong that you really loved when you were yeah. pregnant, you know, can repeat oh. those and remind you and affirm you. Or, you know, we do learn comfort measures mm -hmm. and you can kind of try them out in your birth class to say, okay, I like the way this feels or I like the way that feels. And, you know, there's all kinds of different, I thought, how is a hip squeeze going to help me when I'm having contractions mm -hmm. but the hip squeeze was my thing <laughs> any kind of counter pressure or squeeze was like yes and especially so in and your husband was the one that did it not so much as the my husband did it my doula did it as well mm -hmm. but you know they kind of were like a tag team you know she was like Corey get in there you know look I think what she would like right now is this and, and when it got to the thick of it and I was like Never mind to everybody <laughs> with a lot of... I don't think... I didn't cuss until it was time to push. But, but I was like... <laughs> they were like, go get Corey. And Corey had to come tell me, like, babe, we got to go take these stairs. We need to walk up the stairs two at a time. And I was like, I don't want to walk up the stairs. And it was but like, it taught him how to become. Taught him how to comfort me and kind of, like, ease him. And so, you know, it's it can be a... 
it seems it could be a double-edged sword because a lot of times the birthing partner is usually the financial decision maker mm -hmm. and he's he or or she is going to be the one to say mm, we don't have extra money for something that's just going to be there for your emotions handle your emotions you'll be fine uh -huh. and they sure. don't necessarily know all that's involved mm -hmm. but on the other side once you have the dad like Corey will scream from a mountaintop get a doula <laughs> <laughs> once you have a partner that you have you know made that connection with you guys have gone through this journey together and they recognize like all the changes that their wife has kind of gone through and, mm -hmm. and conquered and they see like she did it they're like I couldn't have done this without her mm -hmm. like oh my gosh this the was invaluable we'll pay three times the amount yeah. that we paid so that we could have and that that's support. the thing um, and, th and that's why you're here because you want people to not not take the risk but you want people to be aware of what's going on and mm -hmm. that you say there are options out there mm -hmm. and it's not you don't have to just go to a hospital all the time you just because back in the day they didn't go to hospitals right they right. had their babies right. in their home. Well, outside. And well, let me tell you, I thought that was what I tell you, Oregon Trail. Yeah. What did we do in the computer at school? That the Oregon, Oregon Trail. Trail. Yes, I we had to buy the. Uh huh. I thought that having a doula and a midwife was definitely something that happened like off the little house in the period. For sure. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and my thing was with my daughter. I had a C-section, and afterwards, I ended up with a spinal headache which was from the epidural and those. spinal tap mm -hmm. the um the spinal fluid didn't replace mm -hmm. um and it was because i was trying to breastfeed mm -hmm. and the hospital was really busy i was on medicaid mm -hmm. and um, they wouldn't let anybody stay in the room with me and the nurses were just in a rush mm -hmm. and the nurse was like you got this and she sat my seat my bed all the way up and put the baby on me and left and in that process, my spinal fluid wasn't able to recover and replace in the time frame that it was supposed to. And the spinal headache sounds like, oh, okay, but... No, they are killers. It is like the... It is worse than contractions. Mm -hmm. It is worse than crowning and pushing a baby out. Mm -hmm. It is like the most painful thing. And so I'm all night trying to figure out how to nurse this baby and trying to figure out why I'm in so much pain. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking it's because I had a C-section. And the next day, everybody's coming to visit, and I'm trying yeah. to hold it together, and I'm smiling, and they're like, oh, and you're, you're just faking tired. It. Yeah, you're just faking it. You know, and everybody's like, we got a healthy baby, and mm -hmm. that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. You know, but that's not nope. all that matters. Nope. We need a healthy mom yeah. and a healthy baby. Yeah. And so yeah, when I got baby. pregnant the second time, I uh, was like, well, actually the third time. We had a miscarriage in 2016. But when we got pregnant this time, we were kind of like, whoa, they said we weren't going to be able to get pregnant. So, all right. <laughs> and I was instantly triggered. I was like, oh, how am I going to recover? How yeah. am I going to have this baby? Like you was happy at one moment and then it was like a... And then like reality hit and mm -hmm. I was like, you got to deliver. And mm -hmm. I went to my OB and I said, well, I heard that because I just didn't want to use the medicine. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I know it's going to hurt. I know it's going to hurt, but I can do anything. I can do anything, right? <laughs> we were born for this. Isn't that why we were made yeah. to recreate? <laughs> you know? And so I went to my OB and I was like, you know, I heard that women push babies out even after having a C-section. I didn't know what I was talking about. I just know that I heard some people had done it. And she mm -hmm. was like, well, that's called a V-back, and you have a vaginal birth after having a cesarean. 
But they don't teach that. But they don't teach that. Right. They, she said, they will but not tell that. I mean, women do have it, but I'm going to have to look at your records and see where your incision was made, mm -hmm. and I need to see how your your tissue you know healed and I need to let you know like I have to tell you all the risks and she starts telling me like death on the table and you know you uterine rupture and you could bleed out mm -hmm. and you know yeah. all these yeah. great big risks and it was similar risks to what they told me with the spinal headache and mm -hmm. the epidural and I was like Maybe I need a different doctor. You know, I'm looking at her and I was like, okay, great, thank you. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid if you're not comfortable with a doctor. Yeah, right. Well, you and I was just choice. like, okay, you know, but at that point, it had to just be God leading me mm -hmm. because I had always been of the mind that the doctors know what to do. Yeah, of course. You they know, you listen to the doctor, they, exactly. they're the experts. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah. But I went to a friend of mine and she was probably about eight months pregnant. And she was like, oh, I've got my birthing tub. I just ordered it. And I have a doula and a midwife. We're actually delivering here in the home. And I was like, well, first of all, <laughs> this is not the Oregon Trail. <laughs> in your home. I was like, Janelle, come on. Corey's not going for that. I don't know. We ain't missing mm. up no carpet, no sheets, no. And well, and you have to have the baby in the hospital because the hospital is who's going to take care of the baby yeah you know that's just the way it is so she was like read this book and she gave me this book it was a faith-based book mm -hmm. it was a supernatural childbirth and it was clearly written probably like in the 50s but it was really all about having faith for the birth that you want to have so and she was like and call my doula oh wow and i was like okay so <laughs> i didn't call the doula then I went to visit her again, and the doula was at her house. I was like, oh, hey, hi. <laughs> no, I, I didn't even call, call you. <laughs> and she was so kind, and I called her, and she said, well, you can interview different, you know, doctors. And she gave me a list of doctors. And wow. she was like, you know, I'll tell you some hospitals that are, you know, VBAC friendly. And she had had three vaginal births after cesarean herself. Uh -huh. And so I was like, huh. And she, I said, well, where'd you have them? She was like, in a birthing center and at home. I was like, huh? <laughs> you know, so I'm reading on all of this. And I'm like, this is a real thing. You say, yeah, this, this is something that's real. You know, and Corey's like, mm, hospital, hospital birth. I'm like, okay. So then we're interviewing. And then she said, well, you can interview midwives. You have some midwives that will join you in the hospital. And I'm like, okay. But the more I researched, the more I just felt I was like, mm. yeah, that was a question. So why, so why did you choose a doula versus a midwife? I had both. Oh, okay. I had both. The midwife is the doctor. Okay. The midwife is going to deliver the baby. And are you required to have both, or can you, you know, just have you can do what you want to do. If True, you're at the right, hospital yeah. now, a lot of midwives don't have credentials to, to be go to in the hospital. Okay. So if you want a midwife in the hospital, you're going to really have to make sure you do your research and find okay. one that has credentials. Um, so, but that is a choice. And there are some um, doctors that have midwives that work in their clinics and in their OB clinics that are available during the pregnancy awesome. and during the childbirth. We did a home birth mm -hmm. with my midwife and the doula. Um, and you know, it really kind of just evolved as a choice. It was like, oh, maybe we're going to do the birthing center. Mm -hmm. It was really close to Baylor Hospital. Mm -hmm. So we were like, okay, 
for those we'll be, just just in we'll case. We'll for just, just in cases. Yeah. Then she said, well, I was thinking we were doing January. She said, well, I was thinking um, that I was going to close the birthing center in December, but I'll keep it open just, just for your childbirth. And I said, okay. And then we got closer and closer. And yeah, I'm trying I to be Beyonce, baby. You keep it open for my Christine was amazing. <laughs> and then we got to a point where it was kind of like, I was just getting, I don't know if I was getting more and more educated and mm -hmm. I took my childbirth classes and as I learned about the process of labor and what was happening and like how to keep wow. mom safe, I was like, I'm going to have this baby at home. <laughs> and I felt like I didn't trust myself to say no mm -hmm. to the medicine. I felt like when I got to the hospital and they he said, say, you need an epidural, you're in pain, we'll give it to you. And I was going to say, gonna yep. say yeah. And mm -hmm. I said, well, you know what? If I eliminate the option mm -hmm. and I trust and believe, I'm going to be fine. That is awesome. And so we had that baby <laughs> at the at house. The house. <laughs> you didn't have to pack no baby bag, no nothing. Listen, <laughs> I'm an overpacker. <laughs> I didn't have to pack a bag. Oh, I didn't have to go to the hospital like... You know, and pack up your other baby. Right, the packer up right. or find somewhere for what her to. Do to with her. Yeah. It was it was <clears> indeed <throat> one of the most beautiful experiences. And afterwards, it was like as soon as that baby comes out, you were like, "Oh, I did this. We did it!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "We did the job." I was so excited. They were like, "No, you did it." I was like, "No, we did it." Yo, we did it. <laughs> was just like oh you know then a few hours later you're like I pushed an eight pound baby out of my vagina <laughs> okay and the doctor told me that I was gonna die mm -hmm. okay yeah. but God said something different uh -huh. yeah. and I could not not share that you know so initially I was like I'll just learn childbirth wow. education and I'll just start teaching childbirth education and I'm like you know I'm going to the poor support communities. I'm teaching everybody mm -hmm. because we don't know. We don't. Not my at cousins all. didn't know. My relatives didn't know. My mom didn't know. They were all just kind of like, "What are you doing?" But I never went to a childbirthing class. Right. Never. You know, and the people that do go to the childbirth class that's like at the hospital, mm -hmm. and you know, I'm for all people, but I'm a black woman, mm -hmm. and black women think that like going to a Lamaze class or going to you know like the hypnobirthing or just going to a just a comprehensive mm -hmm. childbirth education class mm -hmm. to learn about what's happening in your pregnancy and what all the options are mm -hmm. medicine or non-medicine mm -hmm. hospital or at home or birth center so that you are informed so that when the doctor says to you like mine oh well you can't push that baby out because um, she's going to be too big mm -hmm. and I'll have to break her clavicle then you're not afraid mm -hmm. of what the doctor is saying you know they cannot diagnose that until you're pushing yeah that's an emergency decision mm -hmm. that is not a decision that has to be made right here right now three weeks mm -hmm. you know um, in my childbirthing classes we teach brains mm -hmm. what are the benefits mm -hmm. what are the risks what are the alternatives? What does your intuition say? What happens if you do nothing? And can you have so some space? It's important that you learn about your body. Learn about it. Yes. You and that when like with my health coaching, yes. that, that's one of my classes is you learn about your body. When you learn about your body, can't no one take that away. Nobody from you. can tell you. 
Yeah. It's, and it, this is what my body was created to do. Mm -hmm. These are the things that my body can and can't do. And, you know, just because the doctors went to school for it and they are, quote, experts, they don't always have your best intention nope. in mind. Nope. It's big business. Not taking any credit from any doctors at well, all. And there's some it amazing is. doctors yes, out there. It is. But if you know your options, <clears throat> then you can say no. This is what I this is what I like to, like to tell my um, like to my clients. Whenever you're going into um, going into your doctor's office, know something about your situation. Right. Because if you know something about your situation, you show interest to the doctor that you're interested. That doctor opens up more versus you know you just going there and you just sitting and the per the doctor's just basically just giving you all advice. Right. You have no say so or nothing, and then they're done. It's a um, ten minute visit, yeah. and you're you're out you're out the door, and they're in a rush. Mm -hmm. They're in a rush. You know, I had to share with one of my clients. She had her book. You know, I give all of my clients a pink book, mm -hmm. and it has like a list of all the questions that they can ask their provider. Mm -hmm. And she went in with her questions. She was ready, and the doctor was in a hurry. You know, and the nurse said, "Well, I can take your questions and give it to the doctor, and then she'll, you know, answer the questions back." And she said, "Okay." And she said, "Well, I didn't know what to do, and so I wasn't sure." And mm -hmm. I said, "The next time you go to the doctor, I can join you mm -hmm. if you're okay with that, or just put me on a conference call, mm -hmm. and then we can ask your questions. Yeah, and and I'll support you because sometimes it's like, in plain terms, it's like you went to a restaurant, you want to complain." Mm -hmm. But maybe your your sister that's with you was like, oh, they're going to spit in my food. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to complain because you don't want to ruffle any feathers. Yeah. And you just kind of keep it to yourself. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you're at the doctor and you want to be like, no, you have to answer these questions. <laughs> but you don't want to be that girl. Yeah. But mm -hmm. if you have somebody with you that's like, uh-uh, <laughs> we're going to complain because my chicken was cold. Uh-huh. Then you're like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and then you yeah, talk about what right. was wrong with your chicken. Yeah. <laughs> if you have somebody with you or somebody that supports you and makes you feel like what you feel matters. Yeah. And you need to go ahead forward with asking what you feel. And the doctor has to answer your questions. Or we can start looking for a different provider because mm -hmm. maybe that's not the best fit. There, there have been women that are seeking doctors and changing doctors up to 30 and 32 weeks in their pregnancy. But we're, you know. You have to get someone that you're comfortable with. Yeah, and we're made to feel hard. like, oh God, mm -hmm. it's too late. I can't switch doctors now. And yes. Mm -hmm. I, I, well, cause, because I've been to this doctor this whole time. Uh-huh. Mm -mm. Yeah. You're absolutely right, cause and because and you continue going to that doctor just because of the fact that, like you say, you've been going to them, so yeah. you're comfortable. Yeah. In in a sense, you're comfortable with whatever nonsense they've yeah. got or whatever mm -hmm. wonderful they've and got. Like That's say, your norm. They're the doctor, so they know everything, and so and 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 you're okay with that to sense. Right. But in the back of your head, you're not really okay. You're just with quiet. It. You become. Mm -hmm. You're just quiet. Whatever mm -hmm. you have, and you think, you know, this is not my field. So that's, you know, for me, the education is like, mm -hmm. it's huge. It's, it's number one. Like, you have to get this together. Like, mm -hmm. when I, with, with, with my mental coaching, like, you have to get this together. You do. You, this up here has to be together before you can do any and everything. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying at first, you know, you felt like you couldn't do it. Yeah. But you the whole that time. support system. I was walking around the house having contractions, breathing through the contractions. And in my head, I was thinking... Any minute now, Christine or Ebene is going to come over and they're going to say, you did so good, honey, but we have to go to the hospital now. I'm so sorry, you know. Because, I mean, you're, I mean, you're giving birth at home, you know, and that was not your normal way of giving birth or knowing yeah. 
to give birth. But the whole time, they were right behind me. At one point, my midwife stopped and she looked at me and she was like, look in my eyes. And I looked in her eyes and she was like, you can do it. And I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> but that strength was like, I have women around me that mm -hmm. believe in me, that believe I can do this. My husband yes. is right here. He's believing I can do this. My mom, mm -hmm. my godmother, the dogs. <laughs> they listen up at mom. Everybody you was like, they're supporting me. And I was like, oh my gosh. And that feeling of like, then you did it. Yes, Ooh, honey, I could probably walk down 635 at this point. Like, I'm just that powerful. You said you can Erica Badu it right now. <laughs> yes, yes you, and you should feel that way because you was able to do something that someone said you couldn't do. Absolutely, and conquer that fear. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the things like for I, I don't know, but for me personally, if someone say I can't do it, I want to prove you wrong. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, I got to do it now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, unless it's like jumping out of a plane. You say I can't do it. then okay. You're right. <laughs> you know, I ain't going to argue with you. you no, know. thanks. <laughs> but, you know, you tell me, hey, you cannot do this. It's like, yes, I can watch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the other it's part like of me control. Like, if yeah. I. If, because I'm, I'm in control of it. So it's like, yes, I can. Mm -hmm. And then you have that good support system. Yes, absolutely. And that's, that's, that's it right there, having the good support system. And the support system is like life or death sometimes. Mm -hmm. Because women are dying. Mm -hmm. Women are dying in the U.S. Like, I think we are the highest. I took all my notes because I'm terrible with stats. But compared to other developed nations, the mm -hmm. U.S. has the highest maternal mortality rate. Mm -hmm. 11 out of 100,000 births for white women, women are dying. 41 out of 100,000 births for women of color. Wow. So when you think about 100,000, I think we have like three or four million people in mm -hmm. our city. Mm -hmm. So every 100,000, 41 women are dying okay. that are black women or women of color. And 11 mm -hmm. that are white women. That's a lot. And to have somebody that can say, oh, you have a choice right now. Mm -hmm. Do you want to stop for a moment mm -hmm. and ask the doctor to explain to you what the benefits are and what the risks are and take a moment to make a decision? That wow. is. Could be yeah. life or death. You know, you have women that are having C-sections and afterwards they've got, this young lady had internal bleeding. And her husband knew something was wrong and he was asking and he mm -hmm. was talking and they weren't listening. And, you know, everybody's like, well, why? Why are the women dying? It's systemic racism. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's going to be, whoa. That's it. That's, whoa. Well, that's the only reason. It's not because whoa. they're rich. It's not because they're poor. It's not because they're not getting the right health care. It's systemic racism. Wow. And there's, like, a huge movement. There's such a wow. huge movement. Like, black women and women in color are, of color are not being heard for their pain and their experiences. And what you saying, the pain, because we are considered stronger that, or we're considered mad black women. Oh yeah, oh because all we do is complain. Yeah, yeah. All we do is so, complain, yeah, so all we do is fuss at people, all mm -hmm. we do is cuss people out, you know, yeah. so there's no way. Darlene, love you too. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that brings me back to uh, what my situation with giving birth to my son, mm -hmm. I developed a heart condition, mm -hmm. but <clears throat> with being in the medical field, I knew something was not right with my body. Right. And um, I didn't get into the to, to the health coaching until after I had my son, mm -hmm. but I just still knew that something was wrong with my body, and right. that is what made me 
go to the hospital because mm -hmm. I called my OB and mm -hmm. they just kept telling me, hey, fine. you just had, yeah, you just had a nine pound baby. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, you're hurting because you had this huge baby. Right. Yeah, you have fluid. Um, I couldn't understand the concept of put your feet up and just continue drinking water. I'm like, but I have this fluid everywhere. But you're the doctor. They're the expert. Yeah. So, okay. Now, one time did you say come in so you can see me because I believe that if he would have saw me, it would have changed everything, but you was, you're too busy. The doctor was too busy to, you know, And this to, is not about your education level. Nope. It's not about the how much money you have. Nope. It is the color of your skin. Yeah. Uh, Serena Williams. Mm -hmm. Serena Williams had a C-section and she knew something was wrong. Mm -hmm. She couldn't, she didn't know what, but she knew her something. body. And she knew that she had like a bleeding condition, mm -hmm. I believe is what it was. Um, don't quote me, but I think that's what it was. <laughs> but so she, continued to tell them something's not right mm -hmm. and she had to like all but yell like I need somebody to scan and check me out mm -hmm. for them to say okay this and is. then they discovered that she was she could have died mm -hmm. and, and, and that's the, her and this is Serena Williams yes somebody with money what are you talking about this is like she on the white people level yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> so and so you're just gonna bypass her basically so imagine, you know, you yes. or I, mm -hmm. imagine somebody, who, and we're educated and, mm -hmm. and of middle class, mm -hmm. imagine somebody that's a low income and doesn't know. And that's where a lot, and that's why I want to bring awareness as well to my heart condition. Mm -hmm. And I stand on that platform because yes. I want people to be aware that it is a condition mm -hmm. and it is treatable, mm -hmm. but you have to be educated. You gotta be educated. And you need to, it's, that's a while with my health coaching and my mental coaching, I teach you, you have to learn your body. Mm -hmm. You have, it, it was for a long time, I would have headaches all the time. This is before any of this happened. Yeah. Um, I would have headaches all the time. And the first thing I would do is go get a ibuprofen. <laughs> right. Go get a Tylenol. Right. BC powder. Oh, yeah. Uh, Excedrin migraine. Mm -hmm. And just medicate myself. But it wasn't until I started learning about my body and I started realizing. You're just masking oh, Not even that. Yeah. Or not even that. Oh, you know what? I haven't had, I only had about three cups of water today. Mm. Oh, I'm dehydrated. Let me guzzle down some water. And within minutes after guzzling down my water, my I headache is gone. Yeah. So it's just little bitty things like that that I teach you throughout my coaching things that helps you. Yes. To learn your body, that's you fantastic. must learn your body. You have to learn your that's body. That's that's. I mean, it's like it's the bare minimum. <laughs> it's the bottom. You don't have to hire a doula. No. You know, I, I don't want to say that too loud because I am yeah. now accepting new clients. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you do have to take a childbirth class. As women, even a, a woman that doesn't want to get pregnant, you need to find somebody that can educate you about your body. Oh my you know, what goodness. is your body going to go through? Yes. <laughs> even without childbirth. Yes. Your body goes through so many changes. And, and healthy people are happier. We are. Happy people. I haven't been this happy since. <laughs> I mean, not, not saying my life has been bad, but it's you like. You can go through the I'm trouble. Just so, like, I don't let stuff bother me as much anymore because you're healthy yeah and healthy people like to go to work 
Yes. They want to go to work. <laughs> they want to do their job. You yes. Know? They want to talk to their coworkers. Yes. And if they don't like the job that they're in, they're healthy and happy enough to say, you know what, I may need to make some changes. Mm-hmm. Instead of just dragging in and yes. being miserable on everybody else. Yes. Healthy, happy people say, whoo. This is not my environment. This is not good for my health. <laughs> yes. You know, so I'm stressed out every day when I come here. Right. And they start noticing that they're stressed out. This is not good for me. Yeah. And they, yeah. And and they, they start speaking. They stop working at Burger King yelling at people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's just, I think it's all starts at the very base foundation mm-hmm. of just being aware of your body. Mm-hmm. Being and you aware. can't expect someone else to know about your body if you don't know about your body don't allow the doctor to be the expert on you mm-hmm. you know was it you that said when you go to your doctor you t- your doctor says i know that you're going to tell me everything anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> right, yeah so when i go to the doctor i would tell my doctor i say i know you're the doctor but and then she said she listens she's like so <laughs> and she always gives she always says so what do you think it is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like what my like what my kids they would have sharp throat all the time okay and I started figuring out that whenever I would see a rash on them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I already knew. I was like, oh, it's their strep throat. Even even no other symptoms. Yeah. I would just see, like, like they're walking around with their shirt off, and I see this little, little rash on their stomach. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they're coming down with something. They got strep throat. A couple of days later, the symptoms have came about. They're mm-hmm. complaining about their throat. They have a fever. Go to the doctor. It's strep throat. I'd love to say, too, that Google is not the way to be Stop informed Stop about Stop your body Stop because no. I feel like some people are like yeah well I can google it <laughs> with such an information overload mm-hmm. as a society but even for me I have to tell myself like my pediatrician had to take me she's put me on a google band <laughs> like, if I could take google off of your phone <laughs> I would <laughs> because I kept googling something's wrong with the baby oh let me google see what google mm-hmm. says and then the next thing you know it's like a brain tumor, Something. and it's you know, like, my baby got a brain tumor, and it's, it's not even. You, you want to seek a mm-hmm. professional. If we can budget ourselves for eating out, for going to Ross, for, you know, all these other things, going out, drinking, mm-hmm. we can budget ourselves because somebody like a mental health coach is not necessarily a lifetime commitment. Nope. You know, to get you from point A to point B so you can thrive throughout the year, the you, rest of the years you know, of your life. Maybe you want to do that for a year. Maybe mm-hmm. you want to do that for six months. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to do it every three months, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I feel like we have to start investing in our care yeah. and our health. And, you know, in when our I. Life. In our lives. Yeah. And, and I say that in my consultations. When I talk to a mom, she's like, oh, I'm just not sure, you know, if my husband is going to allow me or I'm not sure if we can afford it. Mm-hmm. I say to them, you know, the first thing I say is I also offer childbirth education, but I don't do both. Mm-hmm. For, if I have a client, I generally will not be their childbirth educator and their doula mm-hmm. because then they start to look at me to make their choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to make their choice. Yeah. But if you don't want to hire me for a doula, maybe you want to hire me to do a private class for you and your mm-hmm. husband for childbirth education. Just some education. So that you know how to empower yourself. Mm-hmm. So you know how to confidently decide what birthing route is good for you. That's awesome. And not be like, well, what I want to do is this, <coughs> but nobody else really wants me to do that. Mm-hmm. And not being able to say, well, I want to do it, and I've 
you know, examine the benefits and the risks, and this is the choice that I'm and making. This, and that's awesome, and um, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up with the first thing women we say is my husband. Yeah. yeah. Which My spouse, my partner. Yeah. yeah, which I understand, you know, in a relationship, you know, you have to check. Mm -hmm. what, mm -hmm. But at the same time, go back to, like, Ross, going out to eat, yeah. doing this and doing that. Yeah. Did you ask your husband or your spouse, your significant other, could you go to Ross to buy that new dress? Right. No, you went out and you did it. Right. And you invested in that dress that you could probably, that you probably gonna, you, you bought that dress for mm -hmm. Maybe she one asked night. about Ross, but she didn't ask about Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and people, and people looking right. like, well, the money situation is totally different. But if you're doing Chick-fil-A every day. Right. You can't say now, You really can't yeah. say now. How many people are packing up the leftovers from dinner <laughs> and taking them to work every day? Not everybody. No. No. Except for me. Well, me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Okay, so maybe everybody's yeah. doing yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take so much. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to, and I, and I teach my clients too, you know, you have to understand that you eat out every day, all day. You're mm -hmm. eating all this unhealthy food. Mm. And when it's said and done, how much money are you spending when you go to the doctor? Right. Are you going to the doctors? Are you going? But you're going at the last minute when it's like a when something's bad, when something's, something's wrong. bad, and then you have all these prescriptions. Mm -hmm. So all that has added up. Mm -hmm. Then you have to take off work. Mm -hmm. So now that has added. so now you're losing money, right? Because you have to take off work. And I'm like, calculate all of that up versus if you would have just hired me, I could have just got you. And hey, real quick sum up, I could have got you right. <laughs> So that way, get your life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ebony so gets your way. life. Okay. <laughs> so that way, guess what? You didn't have. You don't have to take off work when you're sick because your sickness is going to be down to a minimal. Mm -hmm. Some things you can't avoid. Right. I mean, you some some things you. you it's, I'm gonna say like food poison, it, and you have those bubble guts. You might take off work. Those are some things that you just can't avoid. Right. But you know, if you get a health coach, teach you when to eat how to eat, what to eat, mm -hmm. and listen to your body. Right. And, well, and I think, you know, a lot of it has to go into stop thinking that you already know. You know, I know we don't know what we don't know. Right. But it's kind of like there is just such a, a mentality, mm -hmm. like there's nothing that you could tell me. Mm -hmm. That I don't already know. There's What What are you really going to teach me? Mm -hmm. You know, you can, and, and the same way in... I'm sure a lot in for you. It's like, well, what, what's what's up with your mental health? How are you going to teach me? You know, what? Let me get investigate you. I tell people I'm not <laughs> exempt from stress. Yeah, I got a therapist too. Yeah, I'm, I'm not <laughs> exempt from stress. I'm I'm not I'm not exempt from having anxiety. I'm not exempt. Right. But you've learned how to I, manage. Yes, I have skills that you know by going going to classes, mm -hmm. having friends that are coaches or mm -hmm. psychologists and things like that, to where I'm able to use my skills. Mm -hmm. These life Whenever, skills. Yeah. And I'm able to use life skills, so that means eternity mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. until God says it's time to come home. Amen. I can use my skills. So <laughs> but we have been getting um, a couple of questions going on. Yay, um, let's see, we're going to take a couple of minutes just to look at some of these questions. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Keep the questions coming. Keep the questions coming. Love Brianna, hello. That is my heart sister. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to share real quick, real fast, Brianna. Um, her, she was, um, she developed 
heart condition, the mm. postpartum cardiomyopathy or peripartum cardiomyopathy. Wow. Um, she developed it and she's bringing awareness to it as well. Okay. And she actually had a sister pass away from it. So um, my heart goes out to her. She is so strong mm. and she stands so firm mm. to bring awareness to this condition. Um, it's her life battle now. Yes. Yeah. It I, is. I can see and that. she goes to war with it. And she, yeah, she's, yeah, she does. Mm. Um, she's always on um, Facebook and stuff posting things about it. So um, that's a little side note. Check her out, Brianna Henderson. Uh, <laughs> but um, we're just standing on the platform, you know, for this, for women and we're, I said we're standing in the gap. Yeah. You're standing for the women that don't know anything about mm-hmm. doulas. Mm-hmm. They only think that you have your babies in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And they which, don't know about their bodies. Yeah. And that was me. Mm-hmm. You have your babies in the hospital. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I felt like even more so that's what made me feel mm-hmm. like if I didn't know, and most of the people in my close connection of mm-hmm. networks didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, how many more people are out there that don't know and how can I... How can I share that word? I feel like I was telling one of my doula sisters, I feel like I'm always yelling. (laughs) (laughs) Black women are dying. (laughs) I'm always yelling. (laughs) I'm on Facebook and I posted something. I got the hair class and she's like, Oh, I see them. I'm like, can we tell you something? Yes, I see them. It's so serious. And like, I am yelling. Yeah, because you want your voice to be heard, you and you want people to be aware of it. I am. You want people to know about it. It's important. Without this awareness, and like Brianna, you know, you're losing people that are close to your heart. And yeah. This, this is not just a like a statistic on paper. These are like no, real. This lives. is real life. Yeah. Yeah. And I could have been one of those stati- sti- exactly. Uh, statistics. Exactly. And 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 with that being said, too, even though, say, if I was to have a childbirth at home mm-hmm. and I had doula. Mm-hmm. And I developed that condition. Mm-hmm. So, with oh. the midwife, uh-huh. she's going to be monitoring you mm-hmm. constantly. Okay. So, um, at home, I was, they are checking my blood pressure. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how often because I am not a midwife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she, they monitor my blood pressure, my heart rate. Mm-hmm. They're checking the fetal um, heart rate mm-hmm. and monitoring the baby. They're kind of watching you. There's never going to be a chance where she says, hmm, if things are fine, Mm-hmm. And everything is checking out right, mm-hmm. then you're going to continue. So you guys hear that, the, right? <laughs> it's the same thing. So, so, so it's even though I had my condition, it does not. It would not. If if I would have known anything about this, it would not have changed my mind to you know to not have a childbirth or versus a hospital birth because it's the same thing. You have a midwife that's checking, mm-hmm. and I in the hospital. And she comes with had all checking. the same equipment mm-hmm. that they will have. At the, at the hospital, hospital. She, uh-huh. she brings it she they came in with the calvary <laughs> and my midwife had a midwife student okay so i technically she was a doula but certifying to be a midwife okay. so i had two midwives okay. and a doula and if at some point my blood pressure started spiking or the baby's heart rate did something different we always have a plan b and a plan c to say okay now it's time to go to the hospital awesome. so they're not going to just you know kind of let you go just hope for the best you know (laughs) these are people that are trained medical professionals Um, so don't be afraid you guys just because you know you you know you have that this is stigma Mm -hmm. of you know what if something goes wrong right and and, and some women may have a condition and they have to go to the hospital that's different 
but yeah. you can still have a doula. Mm -hmm. When I had my C-section, it was a scary, scary thing. Mm -hmm. And if I had somebody there, I mean, like my husband was there, but if I had somebody there that could tell me and coaching me and telling me what was happening, and you know, these days they're doing like uh, gentle cesareans where they'll put a half of a sheet instead of that whole blue thing that would separate you from your body. Mm -hmm. They can do a half partition basically all you see is your belly as you lay there and then as the baby comes out you see the baby coming out and they place the baby over the over that partition and put it on the mom's chest um, they have some that have clear partition so it goes all the way up um, they, they're allowing babies to push themselves in essence out they just do the incision oh. and let the baby kind of wiggle its way out of the stomach out of the incision Sometimes you know you have the little stub ones right get comfortable and right. they don't want to <laughs> get out of their baby <laughs> but you know there's so many options and the, it's just like we are saying I feel like we're broken record but the base of it is going back to learning your options yep. so that you can make a choice yes. not just saying okay I'm going to the doctor. The doctor's gonna tell me everything. I'm gonna do what the doctor says. Like, learn, yeah, learn about it. You know, um, I, if I could have had a doula, that would have been great for me. That'd been great for my husband. He walked in. They had already cut me, and they had forgotten to bring him back for the C-section. <gasps> oh and he goodness. like looked, and I was like bleeding. And he was like, "Oh my god!" And he came over to the other side, and I was like, "Hey." He's like, what is going on? <laughs> oh my goodness. Why do you feel okay? But clearly, he needed a doula. So, oh, wow. you know, so that she could be there to support him. Because yeah. in a C section, a lot of times my support is mostly for the partner. Yeah. And saying, like, she's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Everything's going to work out. And, you know, we're going to monitor her closely. And if we see anything that seems strange, I'm going to make sure that you know who to talk to. And I'm going to go find the doctor so you can talk to him or, you know, whatever the case may be. And helping mom bond mm -hmm. when the baby comes. Helping mom breastfeed. Black women do breastfeed. Yes, we do. We do. Black women do. do. Black women make milk. Yes, we do. All women make milk. Yes. <laughs> and guess what? Black women make chocolate milk. No, I'm just <laughs> but, you know, and you don't have to do it for a year. You don't have to do it for two years. Yeah. But, you know, you have the ability to do it if that's something you want to do. And there's somebody that can teach you and yes. help you. You know, a doula is going to be your community resource. Yes. I know the lactation specialists yes. that can come to your house. I, so I know awesome. a lactation specialist that takes insurance. You hear that? <laughs> People that just come to your house, you can do stuff in the comfort of your own home so your baby don't have to get out and be exposed. Our pediatrician does home visits. Yes. So our first check-in for the baby when he was born, I rolled out of bed, I went and made some coffee, and my mother and my aunties were making breakfast. The pediatrician came, and we sat on the couch and had coffee and talked about what was going you on. You don't have to be a baby. millionaire to get these services. It was not a million dollars. I pay her about $120 a month. And that's the thing people out. think that you have to be a millionaire to get treated like royalty. Well, everybody's like, oh, well, doulas are for rich people. No, they're not. Doulas are not for, like, the average person. Rich people need that. This is we not a rich out. people we, service. Hey, this, we just found out. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for rich people. <laughs> you know, and I always say, you know, even to my clients, like, don't let the finances be mm -hmm. what keeps me from being able to provide you with care. Let's mm -hmm. talk about it. If you get the contract and you're like, ooh, I can't afford that, then let's sit down and talk. Mm -hmm. You know, with every client, I have money given so that I can 
afford to lower the rate for moms that's, that's awesome. experiencing you financial that women, hardship. women, men, you need a doula. <laughs> you need a doula. Oh my goodness. The husbands need the doula more than the wives. <laughs> I'm telling you, because the wives are like stressing husbands out. Yes, and they looking like, I don't know what to do. Somebody talk. <laughs> my husband's favorite thing was, did you text Ebony? <laughs> Did you text your doula? Did you call your doula? What does the doula say? That's the doula. I'm saying that like, awesome. <laughs> all he wanted to do was go get the snacks, and, and he rubbed that my belly awesome. down with the shea butter, and you know we were able to enjoy yeah. the happy, happy parts of pregnancy. Yes. And when I was like, uh-huh. I could just call her. I was like, how much is it? Or he was calling the baby. Call Ebony. You over going through something. And she would reassure me. She would talk to me. I was like, I know you were just sent from heaven because she would just call me. She would say, you know, here are some options for you. Why don't you, you know, try this? Go to see a chiropractor because you're probably in a little bit of pain. Did you know pregnant women do not have to waddle? The waddle is not a thing. I, I, I didn't have a waddle. If you have the waddle, it's usually because your hips or your pelvic bone or something in your spine is out of line. You see that? Education. <laughs> and the chiropractor will get your body straight. The chiropractor can help with positioning the baby. If your baby is not facing an optimal... Education on top of education. The, the chiropractor will help with that. And I was like, what? Chiropractor yeah. changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it became my best friend. What? The best. The best. So, with that all being said, a doula is very important. A doula is very important. A doula is very helpful. A doula is very helpful. A doula will relieve stress. <laughs> a doula makes a happy pregnancy. Yes. A happy spouse. Yes. A doula <laughs> helps you to just enjoy the life that you're bringing into the world. Mm -hmm. And really and find that power that lives inside of you that... Yes. You know, maybe you don't know is there and have that person that can support you and say, I believe in you. Wow. You're cared for, you're loved, you're capable. Aww. You guys go out and do, get a doula if you're having, think, thinking about having a baby. If you're already pregnant, it's not too late. If you're trying to or, conceive, I can help with that too. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> and there's also, um, even if you have already had a baby, mm -hmm. there's postpartum doulas. There are postpartum doulas that can come support you, you and help you in the first or what they call the fourth trimester and all the things that you're going through. So go out and do, get a doula. You can reach Ms. Um, Yvette Atkins mm -hmm. um, on Facebook. Yep, Eve Birth Services. Um, you have a phone number you want to give out? Sure, 214-532-5025. This is the doula that you want to have. <laughs> if I'm not a match for you, I've got a whole network of doula sisters, all colors, all denominations, all races and religions. I don't think that we should be competitive. If mm -hmm. I'm not a fit, I would love to match that's you with awesome. a doula that's going to fit you and your family. That's awesome. And I am Ebony Speaks. And you guys can reach me at on my Instagram at Ebony Speaks, Facebook Ebony Speaks, um, www.ebonyspeaks.com, um, Ebony Speaks at, at gmail.com. Hey, I am reachable. <laughs> um, services I have are the mental coaching for anxiety, depression, self-esteem issues, confidence issues. Um, if you want to try to get that body back to where it used to be. I need that. <laughs> <laughs> the health issues, you know, learning about different foods and things that's good for your body. And also, if you want to learn how to save a life, book my CPR coaching. I'm available for all of that.
Until next time, see you guys later. Bye. Bye. -bye.